Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my super duper very good colleague uh, and good friend Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Almost best friend. Lars. <laughs> no. Good to see you as always colleague, friend and everything. Good to be with everyone out there listening and watching. We always start off with a quick reminder of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GTD, the five steps. Today's episode number is number 105. And today's topic is why is GTD still relevant? Even yeah, in 2020. Is it, is it really? <laughs> I think it's updated. Probably not. So we have a couple of things we would like to say about that, um, because um, not to give away what I think in the early stages of this podcast, but yes, it is very relevant, even more relevant than ever. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> so no surprise, based on the name of the podcast, I think people can probably recognize that we still think it's a good idea and perhaps even it, more crucial to, to be aware of GCD and use the skills in, in 2024. Exactly. And the the um, that you know that we talked initially i'm not going to go, go, walk through that um, um, list that we made but we talked about the number of, of inboxes or the number of input just the share volume and mm. the different channels we have um, that in itself is uh, you know uh, chaotic and you need to try to make some sense in that yeah. and um, and the, the share volume of potentially important information that, you know, life is, you know, hosing your, your face <laughs> down with every day. How do you make sense of that? Make sure that you make the right decisions on what you should focus on. So, yes. Um, where would you like to start, Lars? Um, well, I think this, um, a good place to start was just to, to recap, uh, long time listeners will probably perhaps remember the different stories on how we came across GTD, but mm. I thought it might be a good place to start just to give a bit of context as to when we talk about, so what do we think of the, you know, GTD in, in 2024 and, and, and where mm. are we coming from? So I thought that might be a, a good place for us to start just to, uh, you know, how did, how did we actually come across GTD back then? Not to give the full story. I'm sure we've done that in a previous episode, but just, uh, you mm. know, lead into the topic of the day yeah should i go first or yeah go right ahead well i met uh, getting things done back in 2006 i just got um, a new role in a new company i got hired as the managing director of an it consultancy here in norway and it, it was like Morton do things, uh, does things he doesn't know how to do, and uh, a lot of more complex projects than ever. And, um, mm. and technology, I didn't know how, how it worked, and I had to understand everything to lead the other people in this company. And um, I had been hired because people uh, found me to be structured. Well, the, uh, the founder of the company found me to be that. And he says, oh, why, why don't you come and, and teach us, you know, uh, how we can be more structured, how, help me structure the company. And uh, uh, then when I started, it was like, I understand I have a system, but it's not a perfect one. It's not, it's not good enough because it, it, um, it, things slipped for me back in the day. 
I forgot things and uh, it has my system had cracks and I'm going not going to go into detail on how it looked but it it wasn't a good one um, but I understood that structure helped me so when I were able to be a little bit more structured it helped me to be more present and to be more um, uh, stress-free and uh, when I then suddenly bumped into getting things done in the podcast uh, called This Week in Tech, a guy called Merlin Mann talked about OmniFocus and um, and getting things done. I got I, my ears picked up and uh, I decided to buy the audiobook because I'm an audiobook person. So I listened to it and that was the start of everything. And uh, after that, there was no going back. Um, and uh, it leads us to you and I. You and I are here in this format. So, so anything else I should mention, Lars? No, I think that uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the story I seem to remember as well. Um, mm -hmm. From my uh, own perspective and my my story, so I had uh, graduated from the university as a, a graduate engineer in software systems engineering back in 2008 and started working as an SAP consultant, the uh, enterprise resource planning system, um, and. Um, yeah, just just started working and had really been looking forward to it, you know, getting away from the university, all of the tasks that were seemingly never ending and now finally getting out there to just work, uh, you know, go to work from, <laughs> from nine to five and just, you know, here's a set of tasks, get them done and then you can go home for the day and, and everything seems so so much easier when you were still uh, still studying. Things look so much better at the other side. Um, and um, that was not the case, <laughs> for, as, as uh, so many people since have, have also experienced. Um, mm. Getting out there, trying to, you know, staying on top of your inbox, staying on top of meeting notes, prioritizing your tasks, getting ready and, you know, getting things done before the deadline arrives, things like that. Um, and I mm. really struggled also to, um, to get everything out of my head and actually be present. Uh, I would leave the office as anyone else, but I would, you know, keep thinking about the different challenges and problems that we had that we still needed to to solve for the different clients. Hmm. So I came across GTD. I've been working for eight months, I think, and I found GCD by searching because I figured someone else has, has figured this out before me um, and, and listened to the audio series, the GTD Live, um, the um, mm. disc set back then, I yeah. think, was the way to, to get it, um, mm. eight, nine discs um, and, and listening that, through those. But that was a really good one. I don't know if you've it was. reflected on it. <laughs> it really was. That. And David on stage and, and you know, just uh, all the the good jokes and everything. And and I think yeah. we spoke about this before, that these are actually available now in the official TTD podcast feed that you can go back and listen. Um, yep. But I just, you know, listening through those and just, just be starting off by becoming better at writing things down, um, hmm. really trying to keep everything in my head, just starting to write things down, made a big difference for me. Um, so I read hmm. through the book, got a hang of it, and I think... One of the things that it leads us back to today's topic is that I really struggled with with email back then. And that was really, you know, much of it was really just that single inbox. Um, mm. And I thought that was a challenge. <laughs> I thought that I got a lot of emails. I thought that was a big challenge. And, you know, a lot of things has, has changed since. And that's mm. part of the reason why we're here talking about why GTD is still relevant in, in 2024. Exactly. And by the, the sheer number of uh, places where input comes um, is, is, you know, I, 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 when I give my courses, I gave one last week, I, I asked people, how many do you have? And what was, you know, the, 
I think the minimum was six and somebody ended up in, I think, 12 or 13 different places where relevant, important information that they can mm. slip is, is where, where they arrive. Um, like before you had, as you said, maybe you're, you had an SMS, maybe you had a, a missed call and maybe email, which is still relevant. But mm. uh, in addition, you might have WhatsApp or Messenger or Signal or Telegram or um, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and 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 if you have people in the in the uh, in in you have children in sports we have some specific apps that's originating from Norway but it's worldwide now it's called Spond and then suddenly you, you have you know uh, a lot of input and uh, how do, how would you recommend somebody relating to that and what, what would be your well i i know the answer but i'm playing the ball to you what, what would you recommend people do when they well, no, just, when just they find themselves having six seven yeah. different places or more yeah and i think you know just following up on that we did in the former version of the gcd seminar we would we would have a list where people could check off so how many places does stuff show up that you might need mm. to deal with and you're probably focusing on the ones that people would deem important <laughs> or where mm. critical stuff shows up i would often find that that some people would say well if i make the full list 15 is not and uh, a strange number 20 might be between you know 15 yeah. and 20 was often the case mm. i think then the biggest one in in some of my seminars for a lady that worked in social media she had 33 inboxes right yeah. and i had this discussion with people so many times over the years uh, when delivering GCD speeches, for example, where people would say, oh, things are so much better now because we have these different inboxes. We have these highly specialized tools where all that stuff goes into much better mm -hmm. than email. And, you know, from some perspectives, yes, that will certainly mm -hmm. be a help. And we have these specialized locations for different important information. But again, mm -hmm. if you don't then put all that in a trusted system that you yeah. yourself can then work with, then we have a problem because that is really a challenge. So I'm going to sit down and work and I'm going to look in 13 different inboxes to figure out what I'm going to do. That's just mm. not going to work. So it's, mm. um, yeah, it's been a challenge. And that's, that's really one of the, the big challenges now is, is the amount of inboxes that just show up in people's, people's work and lives. Hmm. So, so what I would recommend someone to do if you recommend, sorry, if you find yourself having a lot of inboxes is that just first and foremost uh, decide which one is the most important ones for you to maintain um, your social life and uh, maintaining a job or <laughs> continue working somewhere <laughs> and um, and then identify them and and give them high priority when you clarify and organize them in getting things done the second step is called capture and you sorry capture clarify is the second step where you clarify all your your inboxes and then I, I, I suggest that you if you haven't done this already and or if you're GTD um, you're learning GTD to identify those and make a short list so that you can then you know check them off as I have done this so that we say that in clarify you should clarify all your ins every 24 to 48 hours so every uh, every day or every second day i would recommend this every day but if you can't something sometimes life happens um 
but to clarify them and then make sure that you're clarifying the most important ones. And, uh, and then the second strategy would be to then follow whatever you have rest uh, of in places or places where potential relevant and important information flows to you is to set aside um, either either uh, funnel, uh, like say if you have two different emails, funnel them into one or copy them or forward them into one so that you have one system at the end or uh, copy and paste it into your system. So if you have an SMS, you want to put that into your system, copy that and put it into your list manager. Uh, copy it in and then you know, deal deal with it from there. Um, and then uh, um, what I found is beneficial for my coaching clients, I don't know if you've found that, but if you have a lot of inboxes that you really need to check, but it's not urgent, like 24 to 48 hours, you can do them every three days or once a week where you have a checklist where you walk through them as maybe part of your um, the day before your weekly review, for instance, you, you do a clarify, but you clarify all the other inboxes. So I found uh, some people find that um, beneficial. So if it's not urgent that you reply or get back to people there, um, maybe not necessary to do it every day or every 48 hours. So any comments on that, Lars? Do you have something to add? Yeah, no, I think this this builds on what we spoke about last time with having these daily GTD checklists. Um, that list of of, uh, of inboxes for me to go through, that is just so helpful. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I really, really enjoy checking them off every day. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's so simple to uncheck them. And then I look at my physical inbox, it's empty. Hey, check mark, yeah. already done, done, right? So that was the yeah. case this morning. And nice and nice and easy, the memos have, yep all cleared out no there were, i think there was one in there and now it's done um it's so nice to, to to really just walk through these um but the challenge of course is that these these exist and yeah every 24 to 48 hours that's the standard recommendation some will be quicker some will be you know less urgent like you say so my mailbox at home i check that once a week probably because nothing critical urgent shows up there so i'll just you know at random times when i think oh now it's time or i can get the boys to to do it uh, just to mm -hmm. give give them some uh, some activities uh, as we walk home um then 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 that's how we we proceed with them but of course the the you know, if we look at so why is this now more challenging than than ever? I think you know when the book came out, the complexity was really for people at higher levels in organizations, and and today there's just so much complexity for all of us, and it's just moving so fast. So we have this number of specialized inboxes uh, and and separate systems could be CRM systems, sales systems, whatever it might be, that are maintained for you know a shared overview uh, for for people that working across clients or across projects that we need to have some kind of shared overview. So of course it's helpful mm -hmm. in that respect, but the complexity just grows for that you know, personal productivity system because there are so many different different places. So I think one being the the number of inboxes and the other one being the higher volume in each of the yeah. each of these inboxes. For example, email can still be really a, a big challenge, especially in cultures where people have this itch to just CC everyone every time they send an email and and people don't take people off that CC list so it just grows and grows and grows and uh, you know we're fortunate you know we're a, <laughs> yeah, you know we're, we're a small company in the Nordic so we don't really we're not you know impacted by that as, as much as I know many coaching clients are um, mm. but but really you know being much more aware of that and having a 
a really efficient way to then manage these inboxes is just so critical in, in 2024. Mm. I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. When I, when I, this um, client that I did um, uh, training for last week, they, they, they were telling me stories about CC and uh, BCC and that's kind of like just that's our lives people <laughs> they were telling Ooh. stories about CC and BCC <laughs> and, uh, you know my neck hair stood up it's like uh, yeah. it's, um, and I can't um, escape the, the feeling that a lot of that culture is about I need to cover my back so if I send mm. this to CC to everybody they then I'm not le leaving anybody out and which is talk to each other people uh, discuss this internally in your company or your department how are we going to relate to this um, absolutely make it make it really clear I'm, I'm always reminded by a an it project that i worked on yeah that must be about 10 years ago now where i was a, a project manager on part of a big big it project and i would um, encourage people to put me cc because i had my gtd system up and running and i would love to just stay on top of things so i knew what was going on um, then I stopped and someone else took over my role and he had a completely different approach. He said, if you CC me, that is an escalation. So that means oh. that I need to be aware of it and we will bring that yeah. up in meetings with different stakeholders and everything. So it was very different. And, you know, each, each of those can be correct. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how you want to structure that. So, so like you said, make some, some clear standards for this uh, communication. Yeah. And just to get, be uh, in agreement with what, what we are in agreement uh, of because if you, if you are if you're not but if you're not making agreements about um, uh, how you're going to relate to this everybody's going to use their own standards it's going to be a mishmash yeah. so I, I don't really care how you solve that but just make it uniform and try and make it company culture that this is how our company policy this is how we are you know in my book uh, CC email for me is for my information I don't have to read it um, there's not no actions for me it's just for my information but somebody have have different you know ways of doing that um, but just agree upon what you want to agree upon and then write yeah. it down and make it policy <laughs> mm. but i just had a meeting with a, a potential new client uh, last week i met with them um, and they had um, they had had a an outlook seminar i would say internally where someone had taught them some different tips and tricks it did certainly sound like someone had read the gtd book as well and there's mm -hmm. some of them were, were very gtd related uh, but one of the challenges that they then had i spoke to the it department the head of it and they said they had gotten so many calls afterwards because they had been taught to set up different rules they had mm -hmm. not understood the different um, impacts of them and now they were missing emails and you know one of the things was that 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 she had told them to set up cc emails let them move to this uh, this folder um but people hadn't really understood what was happening and now people were getting calls saying hey well why aren't you reacting to this well it's it's in that folder i didn't know there were any emails in there right <laughs> so so it, certainly it can be helpful if you had these standards set up then you can set up these yeah. rules but yeah be aware and if, as we always say you know you gotta understand the process as well then the then the tools become important and, and gtd yeah. uh, you know these rules in outlook can certainly help or gmail or wherever your, mm. your emails are yeah no, and and uh, I do totally agree with you. Um, I I've, I haven't heard that before. That because um, I I teach people how to do the CC sometimes when I do um, a seminar, 
um, and just create a folder where your CC emails come in and they are just skipping the inbox and you will have a growing number of unread emails in that folder which then should be on a, um, a checklist for uh, check read, read through uh, FII emails on CC. Yeah. Um, so this is not um, uh, lost for you. So I haven't I haven't heard that from in the wild before. So mm, but, no, um, it was very you know much of a challenge. You know they were a, a fairly small IT team supporting a pretty big company. They were it was mm -hmm. pretty impressive the volume of people, the number of people they could support across all the mm -hmm. different tools and 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 apps that they were using. But uh, that mm -hmm. one had sort of stood out to them that mm, yeah maybe we should have approached this uh, differently. And that's where, where GTD yeah, came yeah. into mm -hmm. <laughs> came into play. Mm. The the other thing that I wanted to to touch on when it comes to capturing, so we we talk about this number of email inboxes or other inboxes that just show up and you know try to limit it, like you mentioned mm. as as a as a really good suggestion. Um, <clears throat> but you know some some you're just stuck with as part of your job, yeah. and then of course that's that's where the GTD practice comes into play. Um, mm. The other one was that you know searching out information. Um, it's just so easy to overload yourself as well with all of your good ideas and ideas to to research as well. Um, there's so much information out there. And with the internet, there's so many good things about the internet, not not trying to avoid that, but it, you can just always do better. There's always more information, always more information you can seek out, uh, read more news or read more whatever you're, you're reading. Um, it can be difficult for some people to kind of stop or at least slow down that that process mm. of trying to to capture too many things at least that's that's what i often come across when i when i come across those people that just you know are asking how do we set up this really complex organizational systems for reference information yeah. and that is often you know for me that is at least often a trigger to to maybe look into how much are you capturing what is actually going on here why are we yep. retrieving so much information that we then need to figure out how to how to organize yeah I, I shared this is, uh, you know, th there are some tip, tips and tricks that can make your life a lot easier. Um, a good good structure from the company side when it comes to files and, uh, you know, what goes where. We had a big discussion in the in that seminar I had last week where people, um, they, they use they use teams and then um, and they use um, a folder structure uh, on a shared drive and then a personal structure and then some department structure for files and this kind of like a big mess and um, we, we discussed um, where, do, where, where do the files live and how do I find them again yeah. and I shared with them my um, file naming convention uh, the nomenclature of what I suggest you use and uh, three or four people then before the end of the first day they installed uh, you know, a, a text expander version for, for PC where they can expand um, and, and create and this this structure uh, when you create. Because the idea here in my, my suggestion here is just make it easy for you to find something. So, so give it a date, give it a, give it a what is it, who, um, what is it about? And, uh, you know, the format, is it a PDF, is it a Word document, is it a screen dump, um, uh, who is it from or who, who are you sending to? And then this, uh, what I call the status um, of, of that thing, like if it is a contract, is it signed, is it final, is it, you know, 
and then uh, just to do that and help yourself and then you really I found you don't need folders you just need search it was uh, something about contract with Lars okay think the old contract with Lars or um, something that has to do with uh, you know I sent a screen dom to Lars regarding OmniFocus sometime last year so it's 2023 OmniFocus Lars Boom. super mm. fast super easy yeah. But that's really required with the amount of information that then shows up. So, so the amount of information is one thing. The complexity of the information is one thing. And then how quickly things change. And that also really sets requirements and standards for your system. How quickly do they yeah. do then need to be able to respond to, to different mm. things, right? Yeah, indeed. Another thing that I find, um, I don't know if you are ready to leave reference material yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this sort of a, the way I thought about it was more of a sort of generic overview because, if, for example, the, the impact of the volume then impacts how you're then going to clarify and organize, as you already yeah. touched on. But you were heading yeah. in one direction. Let me, let me go back to that. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to, to head on to contexts. And for those of you mm. who are fresh with getting things done, uh, context is the way to group um, tasks or next actions, as we call them, in getting things done. You group them by um, where are you going to do them or what tool or situation do you need to be in. So, for instance, um, you know, uh, and then the context could be at the office, uh, at my PC, um, uh, at my accounting uh, software. Um, at um, could be at agenda for Lars when I'm with Lars, uh, it's uh, Lars is a is, is a context, um, so I can then uh, group them together where so it makes sense so that when I'm doing um, things that are within that context, I can then just uh, do them crank widgets as David would would say, um, and. And a lot of people then said, well, before, you know, everybody, I, this is normal. I'm sure you have having this, you know, I don't need one for the at the office. Um, no, maybe, uh, except if you do are physically need to be, be at the office to do that, then, then it shouldn't go in on a PC list or something. So if it's physically something like knock on someone's door, talking to them, empty the trash, water flowers, clean your desk, um, install a new, um, um, you know, monitor on your on your desk in the office. So, so you still need office. But a lot of people tell me, and I'm sure you see the same, is that ah, well, I don't need a lot of context. I need just me PC, and uh, then my PC list is growing and growing and growing, mm. and I have too many next actions there. And first, I just want to point out the more or less obvious fact, at least for you and me, is that you should only have one next action per context, per project, as long as they are in uh, parallel. You can have more uh, than one, but then on a different context. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Did I yeah. explain it correctly? I think so. I think I, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, let's hope that everybody understands this. Because a lot of people say, well, I know the next five actions on this project. Let me just note them down and all in next actions list um, on PC, for example. And then you will your, your brain will look at that list and you will see five different things connected to the same project. And you will look at it and your brain then has to choose which one uh, goes first and that is not a good way of handling it. It should be just one next action visible on your next actions list in the same context. The reason being is that you shouldn't need to think, you should just choose without thinking very a lot. So, but um, I'm sure you come into the same, what do you, what would you answer someone say that, well, my PC list is out of order, is too much on and I feel overwhelmed, I feel um, it repels me more than attracts me. What would you say, Lars? Yeah, that uh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I am. Um, um, I actually had this uh, reflection in my own system uh, on Friday last week. Um, okay. So we do these um, shared weekly reviews with uh, part of the community in, in Denmark, community.vitallearning.dk. If you're in Denmark, you can join us there. Um, we just hang out for an hour uh, virtually um, and do the weekly review together and then just share some reflections at the end. And um, one of my reflections was that my list had grown too long. That was not work related. That was at home. And I had 16 items on my home list. 16 items for some people that's no problem 16 items for me that felt like a lot and difficult for me to choose so i went in and um looked through the list and, and made some new lists and i think i actually split into four different ones one being mac one being outside one being inside and one being with the boys um stuff i had to do with uh, them wanted to do with with them um so so making sure that you have the right lists and coming back to the topic of the day um, I think that's even more critical. Clarifying can be a lot more complex because the volume is so high. Work perhaps is even more complex than than before, and things are changing so so quickly. And then that also sets new standards for how flexible you need to be with your system. So you really need to be much more aware of the list that you want to see in there. And you know, we try to limit the amount of information that goes into really being critical. Uh, the the seriously part of the what's the next action <laughs> is this actionable yep. uh, question uh, that, that you have uh, appended over the years, Martin. Um, mm -hmm. Really being much more aware of then so the stuff that does go on the list. And sometimes there'll be more busy times than others. So those lists will grow grow longer than you would normally expect and really be be much more aware of the flexibility of the system that you need to, to apply to mm -hmm. your own practice and your own system. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I would like to, if we just zoom out a little and see this from like a bird's eye view, uh, when it comes to, because clarifying is just make decisions. Am I going to do something about this? Yes or no? And then seriously, yes. Am I going to do something? <laughs> as we, we, you know. And if you say, yes, you are committing to something, and then how do you make that decision to, to what to commit to do something about? And uh, if you then zoom out really big, it is, it is with the, the horizons of focus model where mm. you need to yeah. understand um, what's your purpose of, why are you on the planet? What's your values, what's your principles? Um, and what is your vision for when you live that life where your purpose and values and principles are in harmony with what you are doing? How does that look and how does it feel? And um, what are your then your your goals, your long term goals to 12 to 24 months in the future ish? Um, and 
then um, uh, what's my areas of responsibility and accountability? So, so what am I accountable for delivering on and what's my responsibilities? And to be to get down to at least the, the um, or you don't have to start on the top and all your life purpose, of course, that's not very, very easy thing to do. Um, it becomes clearer though, the age, the older you get, uh, especially if you work with getting things done and use the horizons of focus model. But when you are um, uh, in, uh, if you know what your responsibilities are, so areas of accountability and responsibility, if those are clear for you, it's easy for you to see, oh, is this maintained at the level I am feeling comfortable with? And is this really my, my responsibility to do something about? And if not, it is not, you should say, no, I'm sorry, that's not, this is not my responsibility. I, my plate is full, I can't say yes. So use that as the first um, level of defense for whatever, whatever you <laughs> let into your system. And I, I just want to be clear for everyone who wants to learn getting things done. It is so easy just to say yes to everything and you end up with too much to do. Even, the, even if you get more efficient, uh, you are not more productive. And I, and I will explain a little bit what I mean by that is that if you are efficient, you get a lot of things done. But if you're productive, you're doing the right things. And you get a lot of the right things done um, and not necessarily all because that's not possible but because there are always more to do than there is time as David would say and um, but you have to really um, it's the way of scaling things down and then just making sure that you're not committing to something that's not uh, in accordance at least with your uh, areas of accountability and responsibilities and then but still there can be too much. So what do you do then, Lars? <laughs> that was an easy question. Thanks, Ward. Yeah. No, ball. no, but you, <laughs> you, uh, you, you, you made the transition exactly like I wanted to do. And one of the key things that I did want to make sure that we covered in this episode, which is, mm. you know, clarifying is, is critical and so important. Um, and then also, you know, being more aware of your higher horizons, the horizons of focus, mm -hmm. especially the areas of focus and accountability, making sure that you have set the right standards for yourself, that you are maintaining things at the right level, that you want to maintain them and that you're living up to your own standards, that you're not trying to achieve standards that are, are too high, all things considered. And I think this should be, you know, more frequent than, than yearly, that you're really, you know, re-establishing those standards for yourself for each of these areas of focus and accountability, because things change over the year. And there are so many things that we want to get done. And, and the way to overwhelm your system and your list is just to maintain way too high standards for yourself in each of the, the, the different areas. It could be at home, it could be at work. In, in both places, it's, it's easy to overwhelm yourself. And that yep. leads back to the uh, amount of information out there uh, that you can just search on at any given time because mm. your presentation can always be better that meeting could always be run better there are so many you know there are always ways to make these things better and mm. it's since all of that information now is out there it can be tempting at least i'm speaking from personal experience here that it's you know mm, i wonder how we could do that differently how could i tweak it how can i make that better mm. and that is just a way to yeah your your to-do list is already never going to get done so no. you can can really throw away too much stuff at it as well if you don't restrain yourself with having the right standards for each of these so um just yeah echoing what you said that that is so critical to to put me be more aware of in in 2024 
and beyond. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is, I don't, I don't remember, I can't recall who used this analogy before, but you're getting things done. Lists are like a menu. Um, and if you go to a restaurant, you just, you don't order the whole restaurant and do, you know, eat everything at the same time, but you, 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 you choose uh, a meal, uh, depending on how hungry you are and uh, what would you like to happen? And then you, you eat it. And then the problem that I think is when we talk about context is that for instance, the PC context is like the menu of that restaurant, that your PC restaurant is super long. <laughs> how do you pick? How do I know how to pick? And the key is in two things to make sure you clarify and organize in clear next actions where you have everything you need, physical, visible action, where you have everything you need uh, and, uh, the, uh, and under desired outcomes. So you have this, what, what does done look like when this is successfully finished? What is, what does done look like? So, so, and, and just be aware of the, um, and that is, is you know, I, Lars and I come back to this and come back to this and come back to this. 99% of the people we meet after a course or a coaching are still struggling with, a, you know, the, to, to understand and, and, and create good next actions to themselves. Yeah. I can't, this is like, uh, if, if this was possible to, to write, I would write this as important with big capital letters, three underlines <laughs> and three exclamations mark in in red and blinking so <laughs> just, i don't know if that's if that will ever um but if you want to get good at getting things done clarifying is the key and the the weekly review is the key so get good at those and the rest of the things will fall into place um, <laughs> but that is really again one of the challenges right because with so much information coming in that means you need to clarify more and yep. clarifying takes mental horsepowers and it yep. is complex and it's hard to do and it's hard to take time out because that mm. can feel like it's you know for some people it'll feel like wasted time that you're just sitting there and thinking of next actions and writing things down next email yep. thinking of next actions writing things down <laughs> and that is just so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just so critical um, to, mm. to keep doing that. And again, with with the complexity and the volume coming in, it is even mm. more important and it can feel like more of a struggle to actually find find time to do this. Um, mm. And just building on that, um, the someday maybe list, we have to, I think, you know, with more stuff showing up, if there is more actionable stuff, than there is time available, be sure to park those be sure to be yep much more diligent about parking things on that someday maybe list mm. because that's and again um it sounds like sometimes when we're recording these i'm recording these for myself i'm saying this out loud and then i should listen exactly that is this is my therapy session right so i <laughs> I, I have to remind myself uh. you know put that on the someday maybe list make those <laughs> actionable lists actually manageable to to work with so yeah. that someday maybe list really yeah seriously make use of that one as well yes and how does that make you feel Lars says <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Revik <laughs> thank you Dr. Revik uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay no I'm, I'm uh, but but yes I'm well I'm one of the things that I'm always coming back to for myself is that and I've added this to my checklist for weekly review is that um, I created I just want to mention this for those of you who've been doing getting things done for a little while and you understand that you're, you know, someday maybe list always, you know, someday I will do this or maybe. So 
it is a less let me put it this way so you have your next actions list those are things you're committed to do and the someday maybes are you're not committed to do them now but someday maybe you will do something about them and for for a lot of people that is good but if you understand your someday maybes are big and then your next actions lists are growing and getting uh, you know you're not attracted to them anymore you're more repelled by them then i would suggest that you might want to look into the creating a, another category called uh, decide outcomes and next actions on hold or paused mm. or something like that you call it whatever you want because and those would keep both next actions and uh, decide outcomes that are um, going to happen but not right now and the reason for this is that if you feel overwhelmed by everything you're committed to do, you need to uh, unoverwhelm yourself. Uh, and the only thing to do that is to remove some something. And uh, for a lot of people that have been doing GDD for a while, then that the past um, decide outcomes and next action list is uh, heaven sent. It's kind of the yin and yang, where you create the balance. In on my says. Uh, um, uh, look over my, and I'm translating on the fly, look over my my past uh, desired outcomes and next actions, create balance. So what I'm doing mm. there when I'm looking at this nice. this item, I'm going in, I'm looking at my desired outcomes and I'm looking at this list and I say, is it balanced there? Do I, do I feel attracted to my next actions list or repelled by them? Am I, am I attracted to my desired outcomes and do I want to fulfill them? Uh, and, and you know make them done finish them uh, yes or no and if not i have to ask myself why what what is wrong here and often it is the balance that's wrong if you're good at creating next actions and decide outcomes that kind of like then you have, don't have an excuse for not being doing things unless you have too many things to do and uh, the sheer number of things overwhelm you so Mm, absolutely yeah. no and, and i think that is that is a good tip and we've mentioned it a couple of times the on hold list from uh, mm. that we i think share in the level two seminars as well yeah. um it's, it's it was a very helpful category for me to to establish um i will still use my someday maybe list for the majority of things and if i if there's a part of me that feels bad about putting it on the someday maybe list then i have mm. that sort of ah it's, it's pretty close don't worry it's mm. it's still there and you can just enable it and, and activate mm. it when you feel that the time is right uh, but mm. it was really helpful for me to make sure that we that i move these things around in my system because on my list right now i have 10 next actions to do at mm. the office and all of them are pretty straightforward um yeah. so it's just nice and it's so much more productive uh, in getting them done and it's so much more productive in feeling good about all the stuff that i'm not doing that i'm able to park those on those lists um mm. so so for me i think i've mentioned this now it must be four years i think that that has been my my project to to limit the amount of projects and and uh, and actionable things on my list and now i'm actually getting to that place where it uh, it, it is to really feel good Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> the therapy is working the therapy is working <laughs> yeah yeah we started this we started this podcast in 2019 that's four years yeah. ago so yeah that yeah, 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 lines yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> it does. I'm happy for you, and I'm I'm also <laughs> well. I'm happy for me too because it, as as we've been talking about this, of course, it is a little bit. You learn when you teach people. That's what what we tell everyone who wants to become a trainer. By the way, is that you mm -hmm. learn getting things done by teaching it to others, so, and and that's what we are doing here. We're trying to teach you listeners and viewers on YouTube um, what we know and and give this. Um, the methodology to you so that you can 
get better lives you or at least get in control of what you can get in control of and uh, try and do uh, lower your stress stress levels so um i just want to to come back for a little um, you mentioned something that you know the reflection and uh, when people say i don't have time for for you know reflect and decide and and you know that the, the biggest problem in the in the the modern world for anyone that's you know like a potential client of ours they have too much to do there is too many things that potentially they can do something about and and if you just um if you just you know the thinking fast and slow is um, a, f a famous book read it thinking fast and slow um by who is it again i don't yeah, um, yeah net up uh, this uh, he's um, uh, I think it is a Nobel Peace uh, Nobel Prize winner in mathematics or something like that chemistry sure. uh, not, not at least for thinking fast and slow he's not an author uh, that's not his author <laughs> he didn't get a, a, a Nobel Prize in, in for for that uh, in literature but he uh, he is a very noble and fine gentleman I'm sure I never met him but uh, Mr. Kahneman, he, he tells uh, us very clearly in that book, uh, you need to slow down to speed up. That's, by the way, a, a quote from David Allen is that you can't make decisions with your gut all the time. M many of the decisions that we do these days in this modern fast paced world needs reflection. You need to just slow your processor down and uh, you know slow your brain down and take time to think something true until the extent of you know as much as you think you should uh, to create desired outcomes um, and for instance a lot of people that i know is going just saying yes to everything that's in front of them and anything that receives their the email uh, in their email inboxes is yes okay of course i will do this and do not do any kind of reflection is this actually something i should do um, according to my areas of focus and responsibility. Mm. And if you don't do that, your list will grow. If you're always a yes person, or if you then on the top of that is a time optimist and, and forget to time the, you, you, you take, it takes the 10 minutes times 3.14, uh, you know, time it with pi is always a good idea. If, you, if you're on top of that, you, you end up getting too much to do. And uh, without that reflection, that little step back and say, okay, what's, what is this? Am I going to do something about it? Yes or no? Seriously, am I going to do something about this? Is it so important? Um, and without that reflection, you are committing to things you maybe you shouldn't commit to. Um, any other so, um, re reflections from your, <laughs> on your part on reflection? <laughs> No, and, and again, it all comes back to completely agree. And it all comes back to the amount of information coming at us and trying to slow down and actually managing what shows up and being highly critical of, of what you allow to show up. And then at least if it does show and you need, do need to deal with it, then reflect to make sure that you end up working on the right things at the right time. We've spoken about that clarifying takes time, but then again, the weekly review is also such a critical habit. And again, can can be a challenge to, to actually get uh, get done with all the stuff coming at us. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
my notes is at the the, the very end uh, i noted that we we talked um, in the pre-show a little bit addiction to stress um you mentioned something mm. that uh, i wrote down as addiction to stress something you would like to mention here lars yeah yeah i think that was um that that came from my experience in working with individuals in high sort of complex information environments it that mm -hmm. it, there just seems to be sort of a a level that your brain gets stuck at so to speak mm -hmm. um so what i mean um so when when you work in really complex environments with a lot of complex information it just seems that your brain sort of gets into the habit and that's that's how complex the the world is that means that when mm -hmm simpler times show up, meaning when I disconnect from work, my brain is still looking for that complex amount of information. Uh, and mm. that is when you I will to, then reach to, to Google News. Reach the same to, level of stress. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I didn't take the stress perspective on it, but, but, but perhaps there is something to that in, in that you're mm. just, you know, searching out for, there must be some information here to, to feed my brain because that is what mm. I do nine to five. So I will continue to look for a certain amount of complexity in mm. how I experience the world outside of the working hours as well. So I think that's where it mm. came from. Does that sound, yeah. sound right? That sounds right. And that just um one of the things i would you know there is done a lot of research on stress and um, um and there is some very good illustrations i think we will uh, um do you have that on yours on the on your site lars the the stress curve i don't remember off the top of my head but i know which no. one you mean yeah yeah, so if you can make a note of We've that. We've linked to it before. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll link to it in the show find notes it as again. well. Just link it because it is a curve where it's, it tells you a little bit about, um, you know, what is positive stress because it is something actually that is positive. Not all stress is negative. The, if you don't have any expectations of yourself or anyone else has any expectation of you, you don't get out of bed in the morning. Um, and expectations and commitments are what drives us to achieve something. And if you, nobody expects anything of you or you don't expect anything of yourself, you are, well, you don't have stress, you sleep, or at least, and, and if you do that too much, you will get depressed. So don't do that. Um, but to have a, a um, you know, uh, you get to, you get up, you get to do something, and then the, you know the stress level rises throughout the day, and in the morning maybe you will get more more positive stress because it's it's like, you know, we used to, I used the um, the analogy of the um, the Ferrari, where you when you don't know getting things done, you don't know you actually have a Ferrari, which is your brain. And, um, and it's uh, it doesn't you're not using it optimally. So so when you you apply getting things done, it's like applying a a good wholesome service for your car where they oil up everything and you know everything can move smooth move smooth and fast. And then you come to the what I call the optimal um, experience of getting things done is that you can drive that car. You know on a uh, you know, at the right level of speed with the right level of of uh, excitement, because you can you can you can you can be excited by being you know stressed. You know, I'm doing this and this you know this wind in my hair and it's a little too fast through that curve, but I managed, and you feel a mastery of your um, your work and your life, and you feel that well I'm doing well here, but 
if you drive too fast, that's just if you say yes to too many things, you try to do to do fast. It's like okay, the tires are are not gripping as they should, and this in the curves now. I feel that my system is not working, and uh, I'm I'm getting a little scared. And that emotion is when you have too much stress. If you have too much stress for too long time, you will be burned out. And we have an episode on how you can get that, get mm. there if you'd like. You can look at that or listen to that. Um, but to have the right amount of stress is not bad. But as Lars says, it can be difficult even if you are long-term GGGers. Just shut that off. And yeah. um, I don't know if it's because I'm... I'm I'm older than you, Lars. So I'm, I'm I'm at the age where, well, okay. When I finish my work, I don't have to think about it. It's not like, but, but I I understand. You know, I I read emails or I don't not emails, but I read news <laughs> with, with the same um, intensity as I do my work. So I just want to follow the world, and maybe I also have some part of me going. I need a little. Maybe I'm also addicted a little to stress. Um, <laughs> Okay, it's confession time here now. <laughs> I'm, I'm on your I'm couch, only, now, Lars. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to Dr. Lars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is, and it is, you know, you, the listener who's been listening to this, you understand. Lars and I, and I are not perfect. We are not. Uh, we are human beings. All we, all we want from getting things done is to help us and uh, you know, achieve a stress-free productivity uh, which leads again to um, the freedom that we want to do what we want in our lives. And we are on the road with you and we are your companions through that journey of learning, getting things done. So perfection is not what we're looking for. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you, what do you think? Are we at the end of this episode? I think so. I think the sun is, uh, it looks like the sun is setting on your end. So that's perfect, yeah, uh, perfect timing saying, as yeah, well. No, part of the reason why I also yeah. would, would um, was hoping we could do this episode today was that there was, oh yeah, that's a nice view. For those of you who are not on YouTube, now you have to go and check out Morton's or my channel to, to see the view outside Morton's window. Um, yeah. No, part of the reason why I wanted to also to do this episode was that, I think I mentioned it last time, but the last six months I've seen more people um, on sick leave with stress than I have since I started with GTD. So yeah. I, I don't know what the specific reasons are, but um, yeah. hopefully this will help um, to, you know, more people to, to pick up GTD or improve the GTD practice or yeah. pick up just some things that will hopefully help them in all this because, yeah. you know, things are moving faster and faster. It's not going to slow down. Um, AI is not gonna <laughs> gonna give you that that peace of mind uh, might help and, and curious to see how that evolves this year but uh, you know limiting your inputs and and and, and re, you know restraining yourself if you're in that that boat of perhaps taking in too much information being very mm. critical of those and and making sure that what goes on your list actually has to go on your mm. list and throw the other stuff out or put it on someday maybe or whatever it might be um, and then make sure to reflect uh, on that system day to day, but also the higher horizons. I think that's sort of my summary uh, of, of what yeah. we've been going through, really being much more aware of this because, you know, 2024 and beyond really requires it. Yeah. And I just want to, at the end of this, just uh, tag along with, um, uh, you know, when we do the, the, the capture, um, 
when you write things down uh, and I suggest people doing that in these three categories uh, don't categorize them but if you have things in these three categories roaming around in your head that might be a good way of um, you know moving from stress to stress free is that to um, things you are going to do something about some uh, some things that you might want to do something about that haven't decided yet and things you are worrying about so just get it out of your head and into your system and just doing that uh, creating a worry my worries list where you get to uh, uh, can I do something about this no I can't but it's not leaving my head it's it's worrying me then create a worry list when if you can't do something about it but it doesn't leave your head then the worry list is, is a good good place by the way introduced by our good friend and colleague Joka Bachmann in Finland yeah. this list has um, been with me for since he he um, talked about it first time and it is it, it is a lifesaver when I get my weekly review I swim in that list I swim in my worries <laughs> and I said come on I need you attack me now I will give you 10 <laughs> minutes to, to make me feel down and and uh, out of and powerless so the ukraine war and you know and election in the us oh. <laughs> the war in israel uh, and uh, gaza and you know whatnot uh, the downturn in the economy the electric prices the prices of gasoline uh, you know there's a lot of things to worry about so write them down get them out of your head and um the things you can't do something about if you let them worry you um you worry about something you can't do something about and that's not very productive so i suggest you stop do that and the best way is to get it out of your head okay Lars. um and will you take us out happy to and we uh, always do that with a quick reminder of the gtd summer camp 2024 still really excited about that um, i just checked and as of this recording half of the tickets are now sold so that is a, a nice milestone already now uh as of yeah recording time five months out so june 15 yeah. to 16. That yep. is when we will meet in Denmark. Um, as we mentioned last time, people from Europe have signed up, North America, South America, Asia. It's so cool that it is really, truly becoming a, a global event. And we, we really hope to see you there and, and hang out. You know, it's a mm. great weekend, uh, very cheap, uh, nicest people are GTDers. So I'm sure you'll have a, a great weekend if you uh, can find mm. the time and the resources to, to come and join us there, gtdsummercamp.com. Is the place to go to find more information about this yes and just just one little tagline on top of that is that i think a lot or i think maybe people that comes from abroad think that well i don't know what i how will i get to this place and I'd, i i can buy a ticket to copenhagen but how do i get there and then oh do i need the car do i need the transportation and the you can indicate i need transportation uh, in the sign up and someone will help you with that so don't mm -hmm. worry just enlist <laughs> yeah, good tip. Be positively surprised how easy it is to get there. Yeah. Agree. Agree. That's been the experience in, in previous years. Mm. Another reminder, vitallearning.eu. Have you been there? Because that is the website to go to, to find all of the different country websites where we operate. We teach GTD, teach Crucial Conversation for Mastering Dialogue, all of the different offerings you will find at vitallearning.eu. 
EU newsletters and everything, uh, how to reach Morton and I, all of that you will find on each of those country websites. And if you're outside the Nordics, cruciallearning.com is the place to go to find your local partners. Indeed. And uh, I hope that this episode has been beneficial for you and that you've learned something and that you do still think uh, getting things done is relevant. Even if it's 2024, I think it is more relevant than ever. So I hope that you will agree with us. And uh, we wish you good luck continuing learning, getting things done. And until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.